before the podcast Parkrun Adventures Listeners Meetup. Scotty, it's episode 152, making it an even episode and my turn to do the intro, which means you'll be introducing the live version, the live recorded version, I should say, of the podcast at the beaches this coming weekend. How excited are you? Yeah, keeping up with tradition, Mel, because I had the idea this week um, that we'd do another one of those, uh, what do we call them? Greatest Hits episodes. <laughs> you did. And <laughs> I suggested let's let's go back to episode 105 and um, reminisce about the last listener meetup. And um, I introed that episode. So we're going to be 153, which means 48 episodes in between, if my math is incorrect. If your math is incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not too bad. Okay. No, that's roughly a year's worth. Yeah. Even even with the break. So there we go. Hey, how excited are you? I don't, I mean, I don't know what you're wearing as a costume on the weekend. However, I am sporting a fresh and pulsating welt on my finger from a hot glue gun injury that I sustained in the pursuit of making my new costume. My whole left index finger is swollen. I have never actually, like I've, I've accidentally touched the tip of the hot glue gun and things like that when it was on before, but I've never actually glued myself. So I, I actually had a big piece of glue that I had to wait till it sort of solidified before I could peel it off and of course while it's setting on your skin it continues to burn because the temperature doesn't come down straight away and I did a really good job good it really hurts (laughs) you uh you asked me there I hope I've got a good costume um so do I Okay. I, I'm, I'm leaving that in your trusty hands, I thought. Oh, oh okay. There's so no mystery to this. I'm not the creative genius behind our costumes. This is all your work. Well, last year you showed up with your own costume to the Saturday Night Do. Well, I, I showed up in a wig. I did lend you a wig. This is true. Um, but I did bring a variety of wigs for you to try on. So I'm not sure how much um, carry-on I'm going to have this year, whether or not I have to check baggage. I'll have to rifle through my costume cupboard because I'll bring some spare bits and pieces. I know there are other um, members of the Channel 5 News crew, for example, who might like a hand with some extra fancy dress. So I, I will bring some spare stuff and we'll see what we can do. I know it's not your your favourite thing. This is all for this weekend coming up. Um, But what did you do last weekend, Mel? Last weekend, uh, I think I mentioned it in the podcast, last week's podcast where I was headed, I travelled south to Lota, got up really early in the morning and drove down to um, Manly or Manly West or wherever the the actual suburb is that Lota is in and um, I volunteered as a timekeeper at Lota while my brother and sister-in-law did their first ever stint as run directors which was very cool and a big privilege and you know what my niece Lani I mean Lani and Rowan they both volunteered as well which was nice Adam even volunteered you'll be happy to hear he didn't get a run in um so you'll you'll be able to catch up to him, I'm sure. Um, 
but they um, they got Lani to do the acknowledgement of country, which was really good. She did such a great job. I don't. I, I guess they already had um, like the wording and stuff for her to practice ahead of time because she didn't read it off off anything. She just recited it from memory, which was really sweet. So she did a great job as well. And as far as I'm aware, everything went off without a hitch. Um, I was around to see the processing of results afterwards and they did a great job with all that as well. So kudos and congratulations to Nicholas and Michelle for a great job. First time run directing. It was awesome. Well done. Score out of 10? Score out, oh, 10 easily. 10. Yeah, well done. nailed That's it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And well done, Lani, doing the acknowledgement. I think it's um, I think it's normalised for our younger generation. I think um, they're just used to it. They they think it's part of everyday ceremony. What do you call it? Um, I, well, if it's not really ceremony, is it? It's just it just yeah. it, it's a thing. It, it is. happens. And and look, she just I was just so impressed that she wanted to get up in front of that many people and actually, you know, talk. <laughs> use her voice, use her big outdoor voice to um, get the message across, which was really good. I wouldn't have had the confidence at her age to do that in front of that many people. So, Nor I. I mean, I can't remember too many opportunities as a kid where you would address adults. A lot of the time, you, adults would supervise you at sport, but there weren't opportunities to, to volunteer even like contribute back to the event or the sport. So Parkrun is providing those opportunities. Yeah, forging forging ahead for the world in that respect, isn't it? Hmm. Well done us. Well done us to Parkrun. <laughs> Gotti, I know you had an adventure on the weekend and I would like to hear about it, please. Oh, well, why not? While we're here talking Parkrun and adventuring, I headed to Sydney I think, Mel, my second favourite Sydney city in Australia. I quite like it. Okay. And yeah, on this trip, I got to experience a whole different side, which really was a different side. But let me start off with um, Saturday morning. It was a bit wet, and it was a bit wet down in the Greater State in Melbourne. I, I know. I saw pictures, and my wife um, didn't attend Park Run because it was raining and pouring, and it was also raining and pouring at Centennial Park. And I uh, adventured there to get my seat. And as you know, Centennial is probably the biggest and most famous park in Australia. Is that is that a thing? Like, does everybody know Centennial Park? Um, I didn't know about it before Park Run. Oh, really? Yeah. So I guess mm. having a Park Run event there has certainly broadened the knowledge of it as a park. Yeah. Well, anyway, we finally got a Park Run in there, uh, and it was great to be able to to tick it off. It was great to get my C. So do you not have any C's? Got a couple. I got yeah, a couple, okay. So I, you're you're aiming for the pirate club here is what I'm Well I wasn't, but I, I am now, now that I'm <laughs> on my way. Now that you're one more closer. Yeah, there were there were people there on Saturday who were celebrating joining the Pirate Club. Oh, I think awesome. that must be a pretty common thing for all these C park runs. Yes, and and the occasional R's. Let me tell you about the Centennial because it's a type of course that I really like because it's not a it's not a concrete path, it's not a bike path, you know, out and back sort of situation that we have a lot of events like that um, here. This was on grass and so running over some gnarly tree roots and nice and wet, big puddles. I wore my brand new white fancy shoes and 
they were they were a bit grey and brown by the end of the run and completely saturated. Who who has white running shoes anymore? I know. Exactly. Nobody. That's why they stand out. Well, well they did for the first five <laughs> minutes while you were standing around waiting to start the yeah. event. Uh, but I'm bringing them to the beaches. I'm going to – well, actually, I think I'm going to go barefoot. On yeah, good, yeah, barefoot. Yeah. What shoes? Don't be ridiculous. You'll be laughed out of the beach, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, yep, so that was Centennial in the rain. Awesome event team. And also I went up to the run director because I was there with Tim, the CEO. I think it puts make, makes a few people, um, I don't know, nervous, but they introduced Tim. And so I guess for a, a run director, it could be – a daunting proposition and he absolutely nailed it it was really good he did an acknowledgement to country so i went up and had a chat to him about that thanked him for doing it and you know asked him why he did it and how he felt doing it and again he said the same thing it's natural it's it's the right thing to do so he doesn't have any issue doing it um, so it was a great morning at centennial then we we adventured out to western sydney that i've i've never really been to we hear about this mass of people that live out in the west of Sydney. It's quite different than along the, the beaches and the harbour. And Tim and I tried to immerse ourselves in that environment before we um, ran around it on Sunday for the inaugural Run West. And how did Run West go? I understand well, you had a little bit of a, not a wager, I don't think you bet bet money on it perhaps you did I'm not sure but I understand there was a little bit of a competition going with our colleague Carol there was we had a little competition she talked it up um it's funny everyone's really confident having a go at my running ability within our team and, and my close friends and I think it's hilarious that I'm a crap runner and they like to make fun of it at every opportunity and Carol pounced on that opportunity and um, we had a little bit of a showdown at Run West. Now, there is a little bit of a sad tale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> run on Sunday. Is this the part where the excuses come in? Did she walk your There are lots of excuses. No, well, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it because what Tim did is he pulled out his phone while we were running and decided to get a bit of a it's it's not a roving report. It's a a running commentary. Running Forgive running commentary pun. report. Yeah. Yeah, so should we have a listen to that? Because it's pretty good. We we, we had a chat out on the course and um, Tim ran and interviewed one of the fellow runners and then got some audio at the finish line. So should we have a listen to that? Yeah, go on then. Scott and Tim, Scott and Tim here reporting for the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. We are at the seven kilometre mark of the inaugural 12 kilometre run west. Scotty, how are you coping? Yeah, look, loving it. Absolutely loving it. Um, if it wasn't for a little bit of a twinge in the hammy, it'd be even better. You'd be giving it some. So just to set the scene for the listeners, we're in a sea of 7,000 runners. Anyone who's wearing a green uh, bib with a C number on the front is in the park run way. There's about 1,500 people in the park run wave, so pretty much whenever we look around, we're saying we're saying good day to people. There's an, apri- an apricot shirt in front of me, some fella. So it's pretty impressive. We've um we've just run through what is going to be called the Sydney Zoo. Um, no animals in there yet, but 
very impressive looking facility. And we've come out of the zoo onto what can only be described as an almost near perfect potential parkrun course. Scotty, would you agree? I would. So this is going to be the story. We're going to set up a parkrun coming out of this event. And every time I come here, I'm going to be reminded of uh, the twinge in my hammy every time I put my foot down. But also reminded by uh, doing a fun run surrounded by parkrunners. So what do you reckon? 10% of the shirts are parkrun related. If not parkrun related, they're running club related out of parkruns. Plenty of, uh, plenty of runners from the ponds we're seeing here. Uh, Rudy Hill, obviously, being the local park run here. That's high five this volunteer. High five, mate. Thank you. Good work. Um, Scotty, let's, um, let's not change the topic from your hamstring, though. Um, a lot of people would argue that a hamstring injury could also be known as an old man injury. Absolutely. How do you feel about that? No, absolutely. So I'll set the scene. We're standing around in the cold, no warm-up required. Although I think I did a jump. I think uh, we did a couple of star jumps. 20, 30 minutes into the run, had to do a little bit of a sprint to the side. Anyway, yeah, so the hemi went 20 minutes into the run and uh, 12k to go. Loving it. Should we go? Yeah, go on, I forgot church. Should we go grab it? Yeah. All right. Let's... He's going to be... He's wearing an apricot shirt, so he must be a park run nutter. Let's, oh, I'm in a puddle. Let's go, say. Notice the extra deep breathing here. Hey, mate, love your shirt. Thanks. What do you Great reckon? Shirt, what mate. do you reckon? Great mind kick, I like yeah, Mate, you, I'm, um, I'm actually recording right now for a parkrun podcast. Oh, great. I thought I'd come and interview you. What do you think? My, name, my name's Tim. What's, what's your name? Lionel. Yeah. And what's your home run? Let's have a look. Penrith Lakes. Penrith Lakes, fantastic. Around the, uh, the uh, rowing lake out there. Yeah, we've got three courses there. Yeah, the A, B and the C. Yeah. Very good. And how are you going today? Yeah, pretty good. Just um, having my last run before I um, do a race in Tamworth. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Got a yeah, 30k run trial Oh, Tamworth Park Run yeah. was flooded, was it? So you're there next weekend in Tamworth? Yeah. Fantastic. How far are you running? 30k. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, that's, yeah, that can't be good for you. That's like six park yeah. runs, mate. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, oh, I bet. 1,800 metres elevation for the... Oh, my third God. Third. Good lung buster. So, this is just a warm-up for you today. Oh, yeah. Basically. Brilliant. Well, Lionel, good to meet you, mate. Yeah, you too. Run hard, love the shirt. Good fashion. We'll see you at the end. No worries. So, there we go. It's Lionel, Scotty, okay. from Penrith Lake. So, look, let's sign out. And let's maybe pick this up again at the finish line. Yeah. If All we right. make it. If we make it. Okay, over and out. Okay, folks. Checking in. We've got some bad news. We're at the 8K mark. Scotty's hammy's gone. He's, uh, he's walking. I'm not sure we're going to see him again. So, we'll report back in at the finish. Coming in, we've got Dave Robbo on commentary. Caitlin Bell also from Run Tree. Well done, Caitlin. Team Gangers. See if he gives me a shout out. Get the job done as well. Great work. Paul Clements coming across there from the Nangers. And a mix of smiles and grimaces, it's fair to say, here at the finish line. 
Well, a rumor has it like, a hammy injury like that's an old man injury. What do you got to say about that? Well, Scott's not fast <laughs> enough to have a hamstring, mate. So <laughs> I think he just needed a and drink. And he doesn't like running either. That's the thing. So I mean, like ser- serves him right. But he's, um, he's a fantastic walker. He is. He as, is. As he's displaying for the final four k's of the race. That's so, right. That's yeah. right. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how he is when he comes in. And, you know, you, you're aware that there's a uh, a battle to the death out there between Scotty and Carol Cunningham. There's a serious wager between the two of them. Carol was. You know, giving it to him all week, saying you're you're going down, cricket. Then Carol was running with one of her mates, I think, uh, and we just went flying past her. But you know, obviously now there's going to be a tussle. Well, I haven't seen Carol, um, but I did see two paramedics coming the other way. Ah, so I've, I've one for Carol, one for Scotty. I presume so. One each. Uh... Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Well, look, we'll report back soon. Podcast. Let's see if Scott's actually not on the podcast this week. Uh, we'll know why. Anyway, okay. Talk back soon. <laughs> okay, he's here. The great man, Scott Trickett. How are you, buddy? Um, really happy to finish. You, you what, a mate, event, you, what a great event. What a great event. Oh, Seriously. wasn't it a cracker? Yeah, yeah no, the I love Love the course. Yeah. When, when uh, I came over the road and Robbo asked me what I think, I said, if next year when they have animals in that zoo, that will be amazing. Yeah. Running past all the African safari animals and, uh, yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah, but I mean, the course was sensational. Some parkland. Um, there were lots of sights to see, including Mr. Glenn Turner. Okay, Glenn Turner dead, running past, dead, dead, arrogantly. Dead flat apart from the hill at 12k, or 11k. I was, I was walking up that, so I didn't care. <laughs> Robbo on commentary at the end, bringing it home. Yeah. So, mate, you've obviously, you obviously didn't walk the whole way in, because you'd still be out there. So, you must yeah, have, you, no, you so kept when I left you, I was run walking. Yeah. And just, yeah. Anytime and, uh, there was any sort of a bump in the road. Yeah, just walked That in. was enough. Going mate, down or up. Just quietly, no sign of Carol Cunningham, no, the, the half no. pine harrier. The thing is, when you're going to talk it up, you got to back it up. You do. And uh, she certainly hasn't. She's she talked the talk, but, she hasn't. Old but she's so small you wouldn't have seen her, mate. So. <laughs> she's talked the talk, but she hasn't walked the walk. All right, well, look, we'll, we'll hang about here till Carol crosses and we'll, we'll find out what's really going on with Carol Cunningham. All right, all right, we've just heard on Robbo's commentary, Carol Cunningham. Here she is. Here she is. Here she is, live on the Parkrun Adventures podcast. Carol Cunningham, welcome. Yay! How's it going? Uh, great, great. Finished with my mates. Um, had a great time, didn't we? Took some photos, met lots of parkrunners. It's a great time. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty Trickett's uh, pretty, he's pretty hung up on claiming now that he's, he's done you in this race, so. Uh, maybe on this one, but the next one, mate. You'll get, you'll get him next time? Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, seeing his pacing, but I'll have you, Scotty. You, you, know, you know what happened during the run? He did his hammy. Oh, and he so he basically ran walked for the last four k. So, but he he basically ran through the pain to beat you. That was that was all he was saying to me the whole time. I got to beat Carol. Got to beat Carol. Here he is. Hey. Now 
Next time, mate. Next, next time. time. Okay, you've heard it first. Next time. Next time, Carol Cunningham's going to get him. All right, well, that's that's Tim and Scott. We're going to sign out from the podcast. Uh, run West, great success. You should all do it. Well, Scotty, I noticed the uh, the order that everybody crossed the finish line. Yes. So it was victory. Sort but, of. Um, yeah, <laughs> sort of. So sad, sad tale is that um, we're lining up before the event and it's quite it was quite cold in Sydney on the weekend. And, of course, no warm-up. I think I did one jump. So no warm-up. So the body out of shape, freezing cold, and then the starter goes bang, off we start running. I have to veer off to my left to um, throw my jacket up to the starter, Lindsay Reese. Hi, Lindsay, a future guest on the uh, the podcast. And um, in that movement, I managed to, I think I might have just strained the hammy, maybe tore it a little bit. Do you often throw with your legs? <laughs> no, it was the explosiveness that I had to dart through the crowd. And, oh, okay. To, to not, make sure not, I got not over. the propulsion that you were like assisting no. your arms with, no. with leg no. power or anything. Okay. <laughs> no, because it started on Eastern Creek Racetrack, which was really nice. The first kilometre was on this smooth, soft, bouncy racetrack. But I was in the middle of the racetrack. And then I realised that Lindsay was over on the side and I had about two or three metres to make up the distance. And so it was in that moment that I quickly accelerated and pop, she went. But I continued on for a bit over 8K, as Tim alluded to in the audio. Um, So I think that's an achievement in itself. So even saw Hammy walking for the last 4K, still managed to beat Carol. So you didn't. What we what you're trying to say is, you didn't sustain the injury in your attempt to beat Carol. No, no, that okay. was never in doubt. That was never in doubt. <laughs> was Lindsay expecting your jacket, your jumper? Yeah, she was. <laughs> okay, good. We teed that up at the start, but then we thought because <laughs> we knew we'd be able to find it because she was at the start waving the flag. Yes. Like she was a starter, so we thought we'd know where to find her. What we didn't really factor in is the fact that she was about oh, 20 feet up in the air in a, in a starter's booth. That's what I was going to say. Did you embarrass yourself? Like did you have to do more than one attempt to get it up to her? No. To throw no. the jack? Yeah, okay. No. Well, that's something at least. Um, but, yeah, and you, you heard the audio from Run West. We both sort of well, – we all sort of reviewed it. It was a really good run. Highly recommend it. Hopefully, we'll go back next year. I've got. To, I've been having some thoughts. You know, it, it it occurs at this time of the year. This is the time of year that we do the the listener meetup. Um, there's a park run wave at Run West. There were lots of park runners about on the morning. Um, lots of podcast listeners about on the morning. I think maybe 2020 park run adventures listeners meetup might have been determined already. Mel, oh, you can't keep determining these things without me, Scotty. I'm one half of the podcast. Well, it's just an idea. It's just an idea. We've got 12 months to think about it. Okay. But it really was a good weekend. It's great. But another one in New South Wales as well. Are we always going to meet in the middle? Makes sense, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. I think it might be a nice opportunity for some South Aussies to have a bit of a look in or, I don't know, maybe some Northern Territorians. Maybe we have two. Okay, well, next Bi-annual? year might also. Is that, is that what it is? Bi-annual? That's every two years, twice a year. <laughs> hey, let's well, get we... let's get through the the, the first one. Okay, let's, let's get through the first one this year. 
and make some commitments. Yeah. Um, but that was my park run slash run west weekend. Hello, Parkrun Adventurers. This is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. And uh, we're all in the car ready for our next Parkrun Adventure. Is everybody ready? Yeah! So we punch in our destination for our Parkrun Adventure into the trusty GPS. It tells me we have 195 kilometres to get there in 2 hours and 20 minutes. We'll be reporting back in soon. So we've arrived, and uh, you may recall a couple of weeks ago... I said one of the places I wanted to visit before it got too cold was Jindabyne. So here we are at Jindabyne Park Run. Jindabyne Park Run takes place at Banjo Patterson Park, Jindabyne, New South Wales, overlooks the beautiful Lake Jindabyne. Jindabyne is derived from an Aboriginal word meaning valley. Due to the proximity to the snowy mountains, Jindabyne is a popular holiday destination year round. At the last census in 2016, Jindabyne had a population of 2,629. Noting the location, you may think that Jindabyne would be, the, would be Australia's highest park run, but at 915 metres above sea level, it is trumped by Amadar, which is at 980 metres. Jindabyne Park Run started on the 9th of June 2018. June was a brave time to start Jindabyne, being the month with the third lowest average minimum temperature of minus 0.8 degrees and an average maximum of 10.8 degrees. Regardless, Jindabyne Park Run debut event had 107 attendees on the day. The course record on debut was set by Paul Trumbull with a time of 19 minutes 58 for the men and 22 minutes for the women was set by Brianna Clayton. The average number of runners is at 35.6 with the most amount being on the first event and the lowest of 10 at event number 11 on the 18th of August 2018. 91 people did take part in the last event for 2018 on the 29th of December and another big number on, of 97 on the 23rd of February this year for their second largest attendance. This would have been due to the Snowy's Ultra Trail Run Festival being held on Sunday that weekend. The male course record is held by Michael Daly with a time of 16 minutes 15 at event number 19 on the 13th of October 2018. Michael is the only male to go sub-17 at Jindabyne. Michael also holds a course record at Braidwood and Wangaratta. In 2017, Michael achieved a 3 3 minute 20 PB at Gold Coast Marathon with a time of 2 hours 30 minutes and 24 seconds. The female course record is held by Sarah Tapp with a time of 19 minutes 18 at event number 38 on the 2nd of March 2019. This is also Sarah's fastest parkrun time. Sarah is the only woman to go sub 20 at Jindabyne. Not bad for someone who has only completed three parkruns so far. Sarah does seem to prefer longer trail runs and recently took part in the 6 foot marathon. The average time for Jindabyne Park Run is 33 minutes and 18 seconds. Looking at the top 500 runners for Jindabyne so far, the slowest time is only 32.42. So if you think you can sneak under the course average, you may snag a top 500 finish. As I mentioned, Jindabyne is popular with the tourists, but Jindabyne Park Run is particularly popular for the parkrun adventurers, as J is a rare letter for the Alphabet Challenge. There are only two other Js in Australia, Jubilee Park Run in South Australia and Gels Park Run in Victoria. There are three other letters as rare as J with three options to run at, and that is I, Q and V. U is a rarer letter with only two options, and Z is a rarest with just one at Zilmer. David Messenger completed the Alphabet Challenge at Jindabyne on Australia Day this year. David is a true parkrun adventurer, having completed 63 different parkrun events in a row. So not only has he completed the Alphabet Challenge, but also the Tourist Challenge, and is 14 away from completing the Cow Club.
He's also completed Pirates, Staying Alive and the Compass Club. In 2019, Ginnabine Parkrun implemented Parkrun Pickup Day. On the last Saturday of every month, the, tile, the volunteer tile walker carries a plastic bag with them to pick up any rubbish they see on the course. So if you're looking for a new destination, looking to complete the Alphabet Challenge, certainly recommend uh, checking out Ginnabine to pick up your letter J. It's a, it's a beautiful area here uh, in the Snowy Mountains, so check it out and um, we're going to have a chat to a couple of people here. So we're now uh, at the Red Door Cafe, Jindabine, for the post-park run breakfast. And I'm here with Rosalie, who is um, the event director. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for hosting us today. Um, we were a little bit nervous about the weather, but it, um, it was fine. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have amazing luck with weather when I'm an RD. I'm yet to have a bad weather day. So fingers crossed, I thought today was gonna to be my first, but it cleared up for me. Yeah, and the, and the temperature was, was on point, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was about 12 degrees, I think. So it was, it was cool, but not too cold here for, for, for Jindabyne. How have you found um, Jindabyne Park Run from, in his first year? Um, it's been really good. I think obviously it's very different in Jindabyne. We started over winter, which was a little bit tough, I think. Um, but because we are a tourist destination, at least half of every one of our park runs is made up of tourists. So the big fluctuation in numbers that we get are always around big tourist events or so, so forth. So we've managed to build about, you know, a kind of local following, uh, loyal following of about 20. Um, and then we kind of every week... We, um, we have tourists on top of that, which has been amazing because um, I think it's part of what really showcases Jindabyne for them. <coughs> well, you are adding another tourism aspect um, to, to the area as well because um, J is a rare number in the Alphabet Challenge, so there's that. So you guys are boosting the, the tourism economy <laughs> in Jindabyne. <laughs> Uh, we have had some really interesting stories from people uh, trying to get their J. Um, we had one gentleman who's been riding up the coast um, who stopped in Jindabyne. Uh, we've had people coming down from Queensland and from, um, ev you know, everywhere across the state. So it's been very interesting. They're all uh, coming here to get their J. So I like to hear their stories when they come um, about how long it's taken them or um, about where they've come from. And what, what prompted you to, to, to start Parkrun and Jindabyne? Um, so I used to live in Canberra with my family and I started um, sorry, Parkrun at Tuggeranong Parkrun um, and I uh, ran initially by myself and then I made my husband come along and then the kids came along and we volunteered, we go, went for breakfast and for me it was the perfect start to any weekend. You get up, you're active, you're with your family, you're with an amazing community of people um, that you get to know and that support you uh, and... Yeah, I really, really loved that about Parkrun. Um, and then when we moved here, initially I unfortunately worked weekends, as is quite mm. common in the area, um, and we really missed that. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as I changed roles and was in a job where that it kind of allowed that weekend, uh, I looked into whether we would be able to bring Parkrun here. And, and you said that there are some locals that have, have adopted it? I've got my coffee order coming out now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you've got some, some regulars that do attend? Yeah, absolutely. We've got um, an amazing uh, little local following. We are constantly trying to build it and we are 
somewhat inhibited by the fact we are a tourist town. So a lot of people, they work weekends or, they're bu- you know, that's their busiest time, particularly over winter. Um, but even in summer, we found that it's getting busier and busier in Jindavine. So um, although we do have a couple of people who are in retail and, and hospitality and stuff, predominantly it's those people that um, work for parks or council or, or the jobs where they have weekends off who are able to come down and commit to that yeah. Um, every weekend, uh, we've we've used the notice boards. We've you know shopfronts are happy to put things out, um, but we're still finding that a good deal of locals just don't even know that we yeah, exist. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk to Erin now, who's one of the, the the most prolific volunteers, I believe. So, how did you start with Parkrun? Uh, my very good friend Derek from uh, Curl Curl Parkrun. He actually begged me, not begged me, he demanded that I get involved with Parkrun and I swore many, many times that never in a million years would I ever, ever do Parkrun. So then on the, our inaugural one, um, on the 9th of June last year, um, he actually came down from Curl Curl for the event and so he dragged me along. Um, And then the rest is history, really. I don't really want to give him credit for it, but I do have to give Derek credit for that because, um, yeah, he certainly got me involved. So I volunteered um, on that day and so I've just been volunteering um, ever since. I've got a few runs in, but I prefer the volunteering side. What what do you get out of volunteering? Um, I, I find that I... Well, it, it started to get me up in the morning on a Saturday morning. It got me out of the house. Um, you know, our little... We've got quite a small volunteer crew I would say in Ginderbine Um, and you know we all have become quite close-knit and you know I just I think I my favorite aspect is probably making people laugh at some point of the run you know I like to comment on their shoes or you know the way all their outfit matches from top to bottom (laughs) or or something like that you know it just sort of gives them a little bit of a boost on the way and um, yeah uh, that that's certainly my favorite aspect is is just giving a little bit of um, little bit of joy I suppose a little bit of laughter along the way and you've already hit 25 milestone for volunteering believe yep that's right yep so I think I'm up to 28 or 29 now yep you got the shirt on order I, I've, I have received my shirt oh, wow, in already? the mail in the, yep I've received it already and I yep so Rosalie and I we match every now and then <laughs> uh, yeah we're the, the purple power yeah yeah, good. yeah. Well, well thank you for volunteering, contributing to the Parkrun community, um, it's, it's really good to, to see. My absolute pleasure. I look forward to many, many more. Excellent. So, um, Rosalie, it's an amazing course here. Thank you again for, for hosting us. Um, we, we've, had a, we've had a great time. Um, I got my highest ever position in finishing today, yes. which was exciting, and I think it was uh, also a, maybe my fastest run this year so far, so really happy. Out of interest, what event number was today? Uh, today was number 42, I believe. Oh, snap. Number 42 for the Wilson Index. Scotty Mel, just check your Wilson Index for me. That's Mark out from Ingebine. We'll talk to you soon. G'day, Scotty. G'day, Mel. And good morning to all the parkrun adventurers. It's Lyndall. And I am on location in New Plymouth in New Zealand. Now, my attempts to get to Parkrun here are a little bit foiled, I think. So some of you might recall a couple of years ago, I um, hosted a pop-up Parkrun of one myself 
uh, and um, interviewed just random strangers um, for the podcast about why there wasn't a park run in New Plymouth. So that was fun. Um, and I'm back in New Plymouth, and there is a park run. And I've found the flag, and I think I've found the start. I am 15 minutes late, so, you know, to be fair, there may not be anyone here. Um, I've found a lady just holding a phone. I'm wondering if she's volunteering. Look, I'm just going to go and do a little bit of adventuring and see what I can... Hey, I found a finish shoot. This is looking promising. Let me see what I can find, and um, I'll be back with you shortly. Well, success, I just had to walk around the corner from the flag and here's the finish shoot and I found Andy, who's volunteering today. How are you going, Andy? I'm good, thank you. Always good on a Saturday morning for part run. Absolutely. Now, I'm detecting an accent there. I figure you might have an interesting park run story. Yep. Uh, All the way from Manchester, just near the UK. My family and I came here to New Plymouth uh, just under a year ago. We're absolutely loving life here. The only thing we could complain about, there was no part room. Yeah. Well, that's quite a complaint. I've had that complaint <laughs> myself. Um, but due to Trevor Masters and Erin Vaughan, wonderful people have set up part run September the 22nd. It got going here and we've got a fabulous route here. Yeah, and it's because of my roving reports, right? Uh, definitely. <laughs> now you've done a little bit of adventuring around since you've been in new zealand uh yeah we've we've traveled around new zealand six months before we came to live here we traveled around and uh, clocked up a few park runs made fabulous friends that we stay in touch with um it's such a great way of life you meet people for 20 minutes and they become life lifetime friends yes <laughs> and they've visited you here at new plymouth they have yeah with the foster family from lower hearts to chandler we're getting people from uh, all around new zealand coming here because yeah. it's quite an iconic course with fabulous views of the manga the mount taranaki on a clear day mm. on a clear day which we don't <laughs> have today unfortunately but there's always tomorrow right always next saturday <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for talking to me, Andy. You're very welcome. I might just go for a bit of a walk and see if I can, uh, I don't, you know, catch up with the tail walker on the way back. They're a, they're a friendly bunch here. Oh, I wouldn't have picked it. It's Parkrunner <laughs> and it's New Zealand, so how, yeah. how is it not friendly? Exactly. <laughs> All right, now, due to a late start, I've been turned around early. I've run into the tail walker. How are you going today? What's your name? Good, thanks. My name is Erica Perry. Erica, now you're walking today. Um, I've had it on good authority that you're a bit of a celebrity around these parts. Yeah, um, I'm pretty well known. Uh, I've been all over the newspaper, um, TV. as uh, an interview of, of me for a half an hour interview on YouTube uh, called Erica Takes Control. And I just ran my uh, very first half marathon two weeks ago. And it took me four hours, but... Considering my feet are the size of a five-year-old's size 12 <laughs> child and I've got wow. missing toes, um, I do pretty well, I feel. I reckon. So what's inspired you to take up park running and marathon running? Um, just basically to keep fit, healthy and active. And it's one thing I can do without anyone having to help me um, because of my physical limitations. And it just keeps my mind and soul ha- happy and healthy. And I just love it. The family atmosphere of Park Run is just amazing. I'm super social. And I just love the atmosphere of the running and the people and everything else. Excellent. And so you volunteer here as well? Yeah, I try and volunteer at least once a month. 
uh, and then I run it um, if I'm trying to get a PB my PB is 41 minutes for 5k's yep um, but I can also run it without stopping in about 45 minutes well that sounds pretty impressive to me um, and have you been coming to this park run since it started yeah I was here on the first day it started and I think I've only missed one now, terrific. Now, I've got a question for you. Last time I was in New Plymouth, I did a roving report and there was no parkrun. Um, and so I was asking people whether they'd heard of parkrun when I was, as I walked along the coastal walkway. So my question for you today, Erica, is have you ever heard of the Parkrun Adventurous podcast? No, I've never heard of it at all. Well, you're going to be on it. <laughs> well, I better get, start listening then, haven't I? <laughs> you better. <laughs> well, thank you for walking with me today. No worries. Thanks for the contribution you make to, to runners and being a role model for other people um, with physical limitations. Thank you. No, it's absolutely fine. I'm really, I, I love it and I love being um, in the public eye and just getting the word out there that no matter what, you can do anything you choose to do. That's fantastic. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, now I've found Trevor, who is the run director. How are you today? I'm, I'm really good. Nice, relaxing day being a marshal on the course for the first time. I'm normally uh, running around here, but today it was great to just yeah, relax out on the course and say hi to everybody and give words of encouragement. Yeah. Excellent. Now it's your 28th event, is that correct? I believe so. Yeah, you put me on the spot there. It's, uh, it must be about 28, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Andy told me, so we'll I'll, just trust I'll Andy, all right? We'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're still, as you said, it's your first time being out on the course and not having to marshal the troops back here at home base, yeah. so you're yeah. getting established. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, now we've got a really good core group now that, you know, we can rely on, and it's, um, you know, like Andy today, It's uh, I think it's his second time being. Um, run coordinator and you know he's very confident so uh, it's and there are plenty of people like him that are here at the moment who are just um, you know here every week familiar faces and it's been you know you just build up that camaraderie yeah Mm. yeah and how did you go setting up the park run here in New Plymouth oh okay well I remember about four or five years ago doing park run for the first time ever in Petersham and no it wasn't Petersham what's the name of the course it's in Sydney and I can't remember now I should do might be St Peter's and I just thought it was a great run a great idea I'd love the concept came back here and initially thought oh I could set that up but I think it was too early because in New Zealand I don't think there were any other uh, runs set up even then so five four five years ago and then last year I teamed up with Erin Vaughan who was um, already in talks with Park Run New Zealand and uh, she was well down the track of getting it established so we just teamed up and um, after a couple of false starts we ended up with this particular course we had other courses in mind but you know for whatever reason they weren't uh, suitable for Park Mm. Run and yeah so the rest is history as they say yeah Yeah. well in terms of courses I reckon you've probably hit the jackpot Oh, it's beautiful course. Yeah, I enjoy being by the sea and uh, you know, in the mountain. I think that's what makes Taranaki very um, quite unique, and possibly you know there won't be too many other runs in the world where you have that experience. Yeah. And the bridge, it's a beautiful bridge. It is, it is. It's a lovely bridge, yeah. It's yeah. quite iconic and uh, the way it frames the mountain. If you're lucky enough to be here when uh, the mountain is visible, <laughs> then uh, you get to you know, you get to see that view as you run across that bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my third time to New Plymouth and I finally saw it the other day oh. when it was clear. Oh, wow, well, <laughs> I, I've had friends from the UK. Um, um, she came over... 
four times before she finally saw the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, I have to ask you, and maybe Erin might know the answer to this. Now, I was here a couple of years ago and there was no park run. I was very yeah. disappointed. Yeah. I did a pop-up park run. No one showed up. Oh. I interviewed people on the coastal walkway about why there was no park run in New Plymouth and nobody yeah. knew the answer. Yeah. So... Now there is one, I have to ask, have you heard of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast? No, I haven't. <laughs> Until to now, today, I'm sorry. Yeah, No, I haven't, but I'll be looking up now when yeah. I get back. <laughs> yes, it's a fun podcast, you won't regret it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, next week you'll be back to run directing or will you have a run next oh, week? I don't know. Well, I've sort of always, you know, um, in between injuries. So next week, hey, who knows? I'll get the running shoes back on and see how we go. I, yeah, I haven't had a run here for several weeks. Yep. So I've only had one run on our own course. But I did get a run in, over in Napier uh, about two or three weeks ago, which was, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Excellent. So I think it's the the perils of being a startup run director. You don't get a lot of running yeah, in. Yeah, and also <laughs> it's just part of letting go, you know, because it's your little baby that you're wanting to uh, manage and and hold. And uh, after a while, you've just got to go let the reins go and you know re- rely on your volunteers and because uh, they are all doing a fantastic job anyway. Yeah. It looks like it. Great team here. Beautiful course. Yeah. Thank you, Trevor, for talking to me today. Uh, thank you. And thank you for setting up a park run in New Plymouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. A lot I, of people I'm, have said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful spot. So well done. Now, the name of, name of the park run isn't New Plymouth Park Run. It is, is actually East End Park Run. Correct. Yeah, because East End is actually the beach that's just in front of you here. So East End is just along from Fitzroy Beach. Um, to the east and um, so yeah I guess the naming convention sticks for East End you know now that um, we may have more than one park run in New Plymouth one day I guess I'll have to come back Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah because there's there's lots of great places to run around New Plymouth and in Taranaki in general yeah Yeah. Yeah. awesome well thank you Trevor have a great day you too thanks very much (laughs) thank you alrighty Scotty Mel that's a wrap Um, The beautiful East End Park Run here in New Plymouth along the coastal walkway um, on a good day, views of Mount Taranaki and a fantastic bridge, beautiful bridge, Scotty, you'd love it. Um, No park run for me today, I was late and only completed half of the course, but worth the visit just to check in with the people of East End Park Run. This is Lyndall checking out from the Channel 5 News crew on the Park Run Adventurers. Mark is our newest entry into the Channel 5 news crew. Lyndall is an old favourite, so thanks guys. We're still accepting reports from non-Channel 5 news crew members. Um, That's how Mark got in. He just stepped up and started doing some. Tim's put an entry in today, earlier in the episode. Um, So anyone can do it. And we welcome them from all states and territories. Not sure it's... I think we've had one from the Northern Territory before, but it's it must have been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. You're right. And WA, very, very quiet from WA. Love to hear more out of that great state. Not the greatest, but um, right up there. Now, speaking of the great state, we've got a new event down here on the weekend. Lawn Beach is launching. You do, but there's also another one launching in South Australia this weekend at Narracourt Lake. 
pretty exciting, two launches in a weekend. It's just like when you're waiting for a bus, you know, no buses for a long time and then two come along at once. Yeah, I reckon they'll be two great events too. Lawn Beach will be popular. There is a community down there, I think, that loves a bit of outdoor active lifestyle, so that will be good. And Narracourt, there's a little pocket now building around Mount Gambier and Portland, and so they've got events nearby that aren't too far to travel to. And this one's been in the works for a long time, so it's great to see it finally up and on its way. Yeah, well done to all involved. Superb effort. We also have some Annie's this weekend, Scotty. Yep, anniversaries. So I'll I'll start off. Kedron in Queensland. Lismore in New South Wales. Main Beach in Queensland. And Taralgon in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> did Lismore have Lismore didn't have their anniversary last weekend, did they? Did they? I feel like they did. I feel like I saw costumes. <laughs> Online. Does anybody pay attention to what we say or print? Hmm, I'm not sure. But, hey, Main Beach having their anniversary, you know what that means. It's the anniversary of Park Run in Australia. Crazy. Eight years. Eight years. It's a long time now, isn't it? It is. It's, that's, yeah. Um, wow. Eight years. Yep. It's gone fast. There is another launch. There is another launch on Saturday. Um, we are launching Japan. Um, where's the first event in Japan, Mel? It's in Futako, Tamagawa. Oh, you're such a show-off. Do you know how many times I've written and tried to say that? And I couldn't <laughs> anywhere close to it. <laughs> there you go. Bang. Well, the Japanese native speakers might go where and um, still have a different pronunciation for it. But, um, yeah, I've, I have also spent a lot of time saying it and moving paperwork and things like that around so I've had some practice I've certainly I can spell it for you backwards practically if you want to though I'm not going to do it out loud because it won't work but what I have learned is that they they actually the Japanese don't call it what you just said they call it Nikko Nikko Fatu Watu Gawa whatever so they they put a Nikko in front of the yeah or Nikki Nikko something like that Nikko Futako Tamagawa. Yeah, yeah, showing my complete ignorance to the naming conventions of the Japanese culture, but that's that's what happens. Okay. Well you sure are you sure Nico doesn't mean park? I think it might, yes. Because I'm yep. pretty sure that it's that's that's the park that it's in. But I might be making it up as well, so um, based on you you calling it Nico and that might be completely wrong. Hey, well let's all get the answers to these next week be great if we have a roving report from the first park run in Japan. And look, it, yes, that it would be great to have a roving report, but congrats to Japan for joining the park run family, you know, a new country in the world. That's not a little deal. That's a big deal. Very exciting times. Yeah, a lot of excitement about it. It's going to be great. Um, now that wraps up this, the park run portion of the Episode, the Parkrun, what are we doing? The Parkrun Adventurers podcast. <laughs> um, Have you got a lot of other podcasts you record, Scotty, that you get confused <laughs> with? Or No, no, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, but it's budget week, Mel. You've been analysing the budget that was handed down. Was there anything in there for Parkrun? 
Um, have I been analysing what? The budget. The budget. No, Scotty, I I have not been analysing a budget. Like the only budget I'm worried about at the moment is for my time in making costumes, etc., for the weekend and other things that I'm I'm creatively pursuing. What are you, have you been analysing budgets? No, no, I thought I was going to leave that up to you, and you were going to fill me all in. Oh, sorry. I'll have to I'll have to go off and do that before we catch up. So we can have that uh, in-depth chat while we freedom run around Nui Park Run on Friday night. Oh, see, now here's the thing. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make the freedom run. What? Well, like I'll be there, but 10 kilometres within the space of about 15 hours might not be doable for me. And it might mean that if I did Nui on Friday afternoon, that my beaches experience on Saturday is a very long one, which means it would be a very long one for everybody. So, well, you know what just dawned on me as well? I've actually got a torn hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not sure how I'm going to go either. <laughs> we're we're going to be like the walking wounded. I've got piriformis issues. My pillow fort is not cutting it for the way I'm sleeping oh. at the moment. Oh, it's all it's all happening. Okay, it could be messy, but um, there will be there will be something happening at Newey on Friday night, whether Mel and I run or not. Oh well, we'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah, at the finish line, at the very least, to um, encourage people across the finish line. But yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend, Scotty. I can't tell you how excited I am about going to Newcastle. Like, yeah, Japan's pretty cool, but Newcastle, come on, the beaches. This is this is one of your bucket list parkrun events. And has been this for a is, very long time. This is time. number one. Yeah, this is number one. I think I've gone on record as saying ever since Beaches launches, I've wanted to get there and experience it. And I've been following the Facebook page the last couple of months and it looks like fun every week. And uh, I've, I've only ever really been to Newcastle itself once. I've never been. Really? Really. This is a completely new experience for me. Yeah, Yvonne and I drove through it like 20 years ago. When we first got together, we went on a road trip down the east coast of Australia. And we didn't stop. Like, I don't recall stopping. I remember us driving in and going, oh, this is Newcastle. And that was it. Okay. <laughs> so we, we got a whole weekend to explore something new. We do. And um, Robbo's pumped it up enough over the years that I've got high expectations. So, gee, I hope it delivers. Oh, I'm sure it won't disappoint. So, um, so let's leave it there, Mel. Let's um, let's wrap it up. It's getting late. People want to start planning and packing for the listener meetup. That means you and me. So um, I'll chat to you in a couple of days' time, live, in person. Oh, scary. I'll see you there.